Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of my Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Chuck. With me, as always, the one who knows just about everything there is to know, but not everything, the former uh, champion. <laughs> Didn't know where you were going with that, huh? I, I couldn't even. I'm I, champion of a lot of things. I couldn't even come up with anything. Yeah. Not that you don't have any trophies in your trophy case because I'm, uh, I'm sure there's there's plenty of of competitions there i got t-ball trophies yeah um all, all kinds of stuff mainly t-ball that was my mainly list. blue ribbons i won the dare essay award when i was in the fifth grade because i wrote the best essay about not doing drugs <laughs> so i got the read that and i got a i have a dare essay award um you very nice never, you must have never read that <laughs> after he wrote it <laughs> Guys, ever been a hypocrite before? <laughs> so, no, that's a everything that I have. I'm on a lot of drugs, but they're all prescribed by doctors, so it's okay. Yeah. So yeah. the one speaking to you now is Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. Thanks for joining us again today, Nate. It's always a pleasure when you're on the show every single day of the week. Uh, I appreciate you, you having want, me when you want to. Yeah. So I always want to be on this show, and today's <laughs> our our most popular episode, dumb bleep of the week. I know what you're thinking. Nate and Charlie, how could you possibly condense the dumbest bleep of the week down into one episode? Well, we can't. We can't. <laughs> That's the answer. Yeah. Would these happen to be today's most dumb bleeps that we found? They can't do everything from the week because that's basically what we had to do all week because everything is dumb bleep. Yes. That's just how it is. We could have recorded for eight hours today. It very, very, very definitely could have. Very definitely is a one of the modes of speech that my mom taught in her English classes. That's how you, that's how you're supposed to speak more than definitely. It's uh, it's, it's very definitely most definitely. That is what we're going to be doing. Mm. Hey guys, smash that subscribe button. Ouch. I just did acupuncture right before I came over here and I was bleeding in like eight spots today. Really weird. Look, Nate, nobody cares about personal stories. Okay. I saw that <laughs> on the reviews. You're right. You don't want to hear about personal things, okay? Doesn't matter if you got a punctuation or an acupuncture. Doesn't matter. I believe that people come here for the liberty and they stay for the the personal stories <laughs> and the liberty. Yeah, that's what they stay for. Yeah, we. I was thinking yesterday, like new listeners probably have no idea just how important we are. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we're <laughs> laughing after I say that. So uh, if you can't, if you have no sense of humor or sarcasm, uh, th that is a joke. But Charlie and I played music together for a long time. We went to high school together. Uh, we've known each other for quite some time now. I sat above him in the order and band when we were playing trumpet together because I was at least a chair better than him mm -hmm. all the time. And uh, Charlie could hit those high notes, but man, 
I made them sound good yeah. all the time. Ooh, you guys hear that? We played music trumpet. together, and yeah. now Nate sits below me in the real in the real world. Just <laughs> one chair, just one chair below me. <laughs> but I got the chair that mattered, which was the trumpet in high school band. That is the one that matters. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that that's what matters. <laughs> when you look back on your life, that's the chair that actually matters. Everyone knows it. Yeah. Charlie, yeah. tell me about the first. We're going to do a couple news items here before we get into the dumb belief. And we do have a hard stop at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time today. So, uh, Charlie, tell me about Moderna's CEO f- apparently listening to the podcast. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to run through these really quickly. <clears throat> So, Moderno CEO says the world will have to live with COVID forever. No way. No way. Say it ain't so. I, I thought the flu was cured, but <laughs> I guess we still get the flu shot every year. The CEO of COVID-19 vaccine maker Moderna warned Wednesday that the coronavirus that has brought world economies to a standstill and overwhelmed hospitals will be around forever. Public health officials and infectious disease experts have said there is a high likelihood that COVID-19 will become an uh, endemic disease, meaning it will become present in communities at all times, though likely at lower levels than it is now. Moderna's CEO, Stephanie Bansell, appeared to agree Wednesday that COVID-19 will become um, endemic. Endemic. That's what I meant to say earlier. Yeah. Saying that <clears throat> SARS-CoV-2 is not going away. We're going to live with a virus we think forever. Now, who would have predicted this? I don't know. Because from what I heard, we were going to have to stay locked down or wouldn't be able to do anything until it was cured, until it was gone. Until there's and a yeah. any amount of COVID was too much COVID. Yeah. We had to get rid of it. One death of, from COVID is too many deaths. But, but if you notice, when it first started, they were comparing it to the flu. And if you're going to compare something to the flu, then this idea that we're going to remove it from our society before we can do anything, before we can open our economy or see our family is completely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to live with the fact that people are going to die from COVID every single year. That's going to be the fact a fact of life. Go back a year ago and listen to us talking about this almost a year ago. That is going to be a fact of life for the rest of us, for the rest of our lives. Just COVID like, is another thing on the list that human beings die from. Just like the flu. Just like the flu. And guess what? COVID won't be the last one, by the way. There's going to be other viruses, man. Are you they're creating gonna, them right now? Or no, I'm okay. just saying they're going to mutate. I mean, think about like the different things. Uh, for instance, well, we just had, I know nobody cares about personal stories, but <laughs> we just adopted a great Dane. His name is Smokey. He's awesome. And uh, he was uh, unfortunately abused and um, also was left out basically to die and contracted heartworms. So he just went through heartworm treatment. Now, humans can't get heartworms. Thank mother trucking God. That we can't get those things. That's disgusting. That would be of, gross. Those things lock in and just. It would be putting just, people down if that were the case. And so, um, but imagine one day if that ever transfers over to humans. <laughs> gross. <laughs> yeah. Real gross. So I th- I don't remember. I think they, th- they thought that he had about eight adult um, heartworms and then uh, obviously several babies and eggs. It's a very terrible treatment for them to go through. He almost uh, died a couple times, but he made it. He made it through the treatment. Uh, he is now heartworm free, back on preventatives. And uh, but th- there are chances that these types of viruses and things can mutate. Some, some things we only see in animals can eventually transfer to humans. You know, and and then uh, these, especially viruses with the RNA, 
right? They're able to evolve and adapt very rapidly. Uh, we're already seeing different versions of uh, COVID out there. It's mutating already. The reason why the flu vaccine doesn't work every single year is because there's so many different options for it to choose. Yeah. And and they, they do their best guess on which type of flu is going to be the worst for people and try to make the vaccine around that. But it doesn't always work. And in the worst flu years, when the vaccine isn't great, you'll see 60, 70, 80, 90,000 deaths in the United States from it. So this is something we're going to let live with forever. Go back to, I don't know, somewhere between episode 200 and 300. Yeah. Or 250 and 350. Listen to those. And that's because at that time, people were episodes. basically saying that this was going to have to be eradicated before we could go back to normal, normal life, you know, mm -hmm. seeing our families and, and going out to movies and stuff like that. It was going to have to be gone. It was never going to be gone. It's not it's not going to be gone. This is the CEO of a vaccine manufacturer saying this is not going to be gone. Well, finally, we have we a vaccine. Now, yeah, finally, now science is saying what we were saying. Yeah. So, so we're no longer... We're no longer wrong anymore. Yeah. Um, Getting backed up. All right. So that's a bit of news for you guys. So adjust accordingly. Another bit of news, you know, we don't cover a lot of stuff like this because you can get labeled a conspiracy theorist or whatever. So we typically wait for actual news and hard evidence to come out. And I'm, I'm very strong at scrutinizing things. Well, it's not, it's not that you can be labeled a conspiracy theorist. We just care about the truth and evidence of yeah. the truth. Yeah. So and that's what we care about here. It's, it's, there are several things that I could possibly believe, but to be a rational uh, thinker and to argue rationally, you have to have evidence to back things up. And so you can't just go off Alex Jones and things. Yeah. Now you can, I mean, the guy's got like 2 million followers or something like that. So you can go do that if you want to, but that's not what we believe in. What we believe in is the truth and getting down to evidence-based truth that something that you could uh, prove, let's say, uh, in a dispute. That doesn't mean that some things that are conspiracies labeled that way are not true. Exactly. That There's a lot, I believe, listen, you guys might not think this because we don't talk about all that stuff on this podcast. I'm likely to believe a lot of the a lot of the stuff out we there. We could start a new like, show called Good Morning Conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I default towards believing that a lot of the stuff is true. Um That would it, be so fun. Can we create an explicit Good Morning yeah. Conspiracy show? Lines of Liberty does Conspiracy Corner, I think, or some, something oh, like they? that, where they where they talk talk. Just one my mom wouldn't listen to. <laughs> just we need to go under different names and don't tell anyone we know about it, so okay. we can just say whatever we want all the time. So you we know? can't use that word. Yeah, yeah, can't yeah. use that name anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you can't do it now. Uh, but anyway, uh, from Fox News here, uh, whatever you think about Fox News, uh, whatever it's a news organization. Left-wing activists charged in Capitol riot after saying he was just there to document. All right, so you got to think about what this means. And I'm not saying that what happened at the Capitol was entirely due to BLM, Antifa, left-wing people inciting the riots and CNN making sure reporters. that this happened. CNN reporters, as we're <laughs> going to play a video here in a second, uh, that's going all around, got 2.2 million views here. Um I will I will urge caution with the video that we're going to play because the uh, woman I can't call her a girl I get, the woman in the video we don't know how she identifies but yeah, that's what she, she appears to appears be. to be a woman so I can't even make that 
assumption, has a mask on and a hat, and I don't know her, and I don't watch CNN, so I don't know who she is. The video says that she is a CNN uh, reporter, I believe. I'm going to go by that, but I'm also going to say that I don't specifically know she is a CNN reporter. Uh, I would love to hear an explanation from CNN on this. But anyway, the, the Fox News article, left-wing activist is charged and so I'll go through the article here, but you got to think about why this is important and what this means. Number one, anyone who says that there weren't any outside actors, that these were only crazy, violent, right-wing extremists, white supremacists that were going in here to do this, and only those kind of people would do this threat on our democracy, and we have to remove all these people from our society because they're, they're, a, they're a cancer in our society. Um, it is also possibly true that there were left-wing activists there that were also trying to get the riot going with other ulterior motives, which would be to make the right look worse. Mm -hmm. That does not absolve anyone that was on the right of anything that they did wrong. The, the um, Ashley Babbitt that went in there, very clearly not a left-wing activist. Like we, we know that. Mm -hmm. We know she's not a left-wing activist. And, and she was in there. So does not absolve anyone of any kind of wrongdoing whatsoever. Uh, so let's go through here. A left-wing activist told Fox News last week he'd follow the pro-Trump mob into the Capitol in order to document the siege is now the subject of a criminal complaint in connection with his alleged participation, according to the U.S. Justice Department. John Sullivan can allegedly be heard egging on protesters in video he provided to the FBI. Is egging the same thing as inciting? It's kind of. <laughs> kind of, yeah. According to the federal criminal complaint. He, he has also shared the video to his YouTube and Twitter accounts under the pseudonym Jaden X. He was charged Thursday in federal court in Washington after being arrested by the FBI. He remains in custody in Tuile County in his home state of Utah. James Sullivan, the man's brother, told Fox 13 News he gave tips about his brother to the Salt Lake City FBI. Woo! James Sullivan said he found out that his brother was at the Capitol when friends posted pictures online. Uh, inside the building, he told rioters, we got to get this S word burned. <laughs> and it's our house. M, M effer. It just says M dash, dash, dash. Yeah. Could have said anything. It's see, our house, mother. It's, <laughs> it's our house, mother. According to an affidavit signed at FBI. Now that doesn't sound like he's just documenting. He's in there saying, we got to, we got to burn this thing down. This is our house. That's, I wouldn't burn down my own house, but. I don't know. He faces federal charges of civil disorder, entering a restricted building, and violent entry or disorderly contact. Sullivan also allegedly told Fowler that he had been in the Capitol during the riot, entering through a broken window while wearing a ballistic vest. As protesters climbed over a wall near the Capitol entrance, he allegedly exclaimed in the video, you guys are effing savage. Let's go. Quote, there are so many people, Sullivan's voice can heard saying that the camera shows a large group of people making its way toward the building. Let's go. This is, this blank is ours. Blank, yeah. I can't believe this is reality. We accomplished this blank, he said in another point. We did this together. F yeah. We are part of this history. Okay. Huh. So. It sounds like documenting. Now, what, yeah. <laughs> what I would really want is honestly just for people on the left to acknowledge that there could have been left-wing activists there egging on the protesters and trying to drive things forward in an attempt 
to make the whole thing, the whole riot look worse and reflect negatively on the right wing. Uh Okay, that is what I would love for people to acknowledge. More than likely, they'll they'll never acknowledge that this actually happened, and they wouldn't acknowledge this this very odd thirty second clip from an alleged CNN reporter, Jade Sacker, um, when with what she says. And so we'll play the clip for you, and and you know just do your own due due diligence and figure out what all this stuff means. But we have to also realize that there are people playing games here on both sides. And I think it's always good to keep an open mind about everything. All right. And, and all it, this is very interesting. It's I'm just saying it's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's that's uh that's all I have. So let me play this real quick for y'all. trying to tell you i i couldn't say much you were right <laughs> you just have to wash my chest oh my God. is this not gonna be the best film you've ever made in your life no. That's it. hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah Wait, you weren't recording were you i'll delete that shit i gotta play that part again hold on the cnn reporter or whatever she is i don't know what she does at cnn says you weren't recording were you and he says I'll delete that shit. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Is re- that part's really good. <laughs> Let me play that again. You weren't recording, were you? I'll delete that shit. But I didn't record you or me. It's just voices. I didn't record you or me, just voices. <laughs> I didn't record you or me, just voices. Her face is clearly right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, now this is, uh, I just think we, what I just tweeted out on our, on our, on our Twitter account, which you can follow <laughs> at Good AM Liberty. As long as it's up. As long as it's still there. Um, is, <laughs> sorry, I was just reading through some of the comments. Um, what I tweeted out was, I think we deserve an explanation from CNN on this. Just, just something. That's it. I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to say that it's true. I don't even know who the girl is. All I want to see is uh, CNN should post and say, that's not who that is. And that's not what you think it is. She was just documenting. And she deserves to be on the no-fly list like all the other people put on the no-fly right. list that were there documenting. Um, and to be banned from Facebook and, and all this other stuff right. because she was there documenting. Um, but anyway, guys, uh, that's take from that what you will. What do you take from that, Charles? Well, just more hypocrisy and also the fact that this wasn't not, it wasn't incited by Trump to actually storm the Capitol and break in yeah. to it. I mean, I was reading other articles, too, about how uh, one guy that's arrested uh, came from Washington the day before with an assault rifle, an assault rifle, and uh, <laughs> twenty five hundred rounds of ammo. Yeah. So how did Trump's speech then follow the next day incite him the day before to travel from Colorado all the way to Washington D.C. with twenty five hundred rounds of ammo? How did everyone have time <laughs> to go buy zip ties at the store before they went to the Capitol? At the After end of Trump's, Trump's speech, you know, they right. there was a zip tie seller there on the side of the road is actually what it was. Yeah. They were just in case, you know, your the front bumper broke off your car. They were there to help to help you out. Yeah. Um, the other thing I take from this is that, the you know, the people that actually, you know, broke into that that broke the law, let's say, um, although, you know, th- this whole charge of entering in a restricted building, it's, it's the, the freaking building we pay for. Yeah, it's filled with marble and gold mahogany. I've never seen inside that. The, the, everyone that broke in there, you could see why they were just 
slowly walking through that room, they're like, oh my God, this yeah. is amazing. Um, so, but, but anyway, what I'm saying is, is that the people who did it were, are, you know, the extreme example. It's mm-hmm. not the bulk of the people who voted for Donald Trump that wanted to go in there. And, and then the person calling, what it sounds like is the person calling to burn things down and, and, and encourage people to commit some violence. It seems like it would be someone who actually identifies on the left and not the right. And he's self-proclaimed by the way. I'm not, I'm not making this up. This guy is a self-proclaimed Antifa guy. So it's just, uh, it's just interesting. And it makes complete sense that the the people who actually committed the crimes they're being charged with were extremists. They weren't, they weren't the bulk representation of the majority of the people. Yeah. Yeah. Which, the, which also further proves the point that Trump didn't actually incite any violence. I, <laughs> yeah, I know that. And I think that's, I think legally that's kind of going to come out to be very clear. Uh, there was obviously a lot of talk. Uh, I believe that we talked yesterday about them opening up the investigation into this being pre-planned. Uh, they've already pushed through the impeachment of him inciting people at the, at this speech to go right at the Capitol. That's already been pushed through. Um, that's already going to be part of history. It's not really going to matter to anyone that is on the left whatsoever. Um, so, you know, just, um, I don't know, keep an open mind about stuff. Always be skeptical about everything, even if it's something that you uh, agree with. Like, I see this, I'm like, oh, yeah, CNN reporter, BLM activist, this was all, this was a stage. This was all incited by by left-wing activists. Okay, I want to believe that, but I, I'm going to have to do a lot of personal digging to figure that out, and more than likely, I, I, won't, I wouldn't be right about that. It, it would, I believe the blame is going to be shared. You know, if Charlie tells me to jump off a bridge, I'm not, I'm not going to do it unless there's a, I don't know, how big is the paycheck? Who knows? I might do it. Well, and how, you know, how tall is the bridge? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> that's, um, could that be dumb bleep number one? Is that a dumb bleep? Or do you want to start with Biden? Let's start with Biden. Okay. I think okay. that's just some news because we don't know yeah. for sure. Yeah, we don't. So, Well, Charlie, tell me about dumb bleep number one. Okay, here we go. This is going to take a while. Um, it's maybe the only dumb bleep. Should we go through <laughs> others really quick? We could, yeah. We could do that. Okay. So let's start with another one. This is <laughs> this is from Liberty Hangout. Um, I can't remember the girl's name, but obviously this girl gained a massive following. Girl, woman, I don't know. I don't know. She looks younger. I think she's in college. She's younger than me. So anyway, Liberty Hangout, um, which uh, appears to to be libertarian, but is not, is actually very conservative, uh, which is fine if you're a conservative. No big deal. But anyway, they tweeted out. uh, This happened four days ago. If you're not with Trump, then you're a communist. Simple as that. (laughs) Now. Kudos for taking a play out of the left out of the left's playbook <laughs> by by alienating the other side essentially. But um, but she said if you're not with Trump, then you're a communist. Simple as that. <laughs> which which is a pretty good dumb bleep because it's just not true. Uh, it's you, not true at all. No, it's completely false. Now I understand what she's doing here, and like I said, I think it's a a genius move because this is what the left does all the time. You know, I mean, Joe Biden said, if you're not, if you don't vote for him, then you're not black. Yeah. I mean, 
And if you're with, uh, they will pretty much say if you are with Trump, you're a white supremacist. Yeah, you're a Nazi. You know? So, I mean, yeah, it is taking a page out of the playbook. But that is a really, really stupid thing to say. I am very upset that she uh, has the page. It is Caitlin Bennett, is her name. Um, not libertarian at all. And as libertarians, we have the authority to tell people when they're not libertarian. <clears throat> That's one of the bylaws, I yeah. believe. <laughs> um, but not libertarian at all. You've seen some funny videos with her. I saw the one pop up the other day where she was asking the guy about, you know, the tampons in the men's restroom and stuff like that. And the guy's like, I don't, I don't care. You know, yeah. if you want a tampon, like that's, that's your problem. She's like, do you think they should seek medical advice? Like, I don't know if they, if they want to, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that guy was a libertarian, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Uh, but this idea that if you, if you're not with Trump, you're a communist, um, that's a very dangerous rhetoric. And you also have to be mindful of the fact that uh, Trump signed, Trump signed every spending bill every year. Okay. He, he signed every spending bill. Our, our debt exploded, obviously. Um, there's no proof that Trump was going to stop us from heading towards a massive big government uh, that's eventually going to collapse in on itself in some kind of way. And to me, they all, they all lead in the same direction. I, I, consider, I consider fascism and socialism and communism to all be... Uh, basically the same thing when especially when it comes to human rights and individual rights they all lead to tyranny they all lead to the same thing in my opinion um that kind of rhetoric is really stupid you can definitely be against trump and not be a communist that is that's a ridiculous statement to make and it does nothing to help that movement whatsoever but it does get a lot of retweets so it yeah. does get that yeah i don't know so that's is that number one? The Stumble Leap number one. Okay. All right. Well, Charlie, you re you tell me about Mayor Lori Lightfoot then. Dumb Leap number two. Oh, Beetlejuice. <laughs> Mayor Sheetlejuice. <laughs> so this uh, guy, when you sent this to me, I just, uh, I just laughing is the only thing that I can think of to do. Mayor Lori Beetlejuice Lightfoot wants to reopen restaurants and bars as quickly as possible to reduce risk of underground parties. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she's identified as the biggest risk. Yes. <laughs> Underground yes. parties. This is coming from CBS Local in Chicago. Uh, Lori Lightfoot on Thursday said Chicago restaurants and bars need to be allowed to reopen as quickly as possible. Not just to help those businesses survive, but also after after half of them have already closed down for good. <laughs> yeah. But also to cut down on instances of private parties where people don't take proper precautions against COVID-19. Under the state's virus mitigation plan, Chicago's restaurants and bars were forced to halt indoor service in late October, while Governor J.B. Pritzker has uh, had a fine time dining out himself, <laughs> has said some regions of the state can begin rolling back some COVID-19 restrictions starting Friday if they meet certain virus thresholds. Reopening of indoor dining wouldn't happen until each region moves back at least three more phases, and Chicago is not yet on track to begin easing restrictions. Thursday morning, Lightfoot said she plans to have a conversation with the governor about how to begin rolling back virus mitigation efforts ASAP. I want to get our restaurants and bars reopened as quickly as possible, she said. Uh, it's, you know, I don't have to keep going on this, but it's just interesting to me. And now this is the second person that we've seen who have done, who have, they've done nothing but, you know, say we need to lock down forever, essentially. Yeah. And the if you want to reopen, time. you you don't care about lives. Right. If you, you just care about money. Mm -hmm. 
you're just greedy. You're mm-hmm. just a greedy uh, capitalist restaurant owner, and the you know safety's more important. But now, all of a sudden, we're seeing these same people come out like Cuomo and saying that well, there's just too high of a cost. You know, we we need to get these places open all the time. She said, if we have people and give them an outlet for entertainment in the restaurant space and the bar space. We have much more of an opportunity, in my view, to be able to regulate and control that environment. People are engaging in risky behavior, and it's not only putting themselves at risk, but putting their families, their coworkers, and other ones at risk. Let's bring it out of the shadows. Let's allow them to have some recreation in restaurants and bars where we can actually work with responsible owners and managers to regulate and protect people from COVID-19. So, it's just... It's, it's actually a pretty good argument for uh, drug legalization, in my opinion. It's like a pretty her, good argument for everything. Her problem is that uh, her problem is that people are able to right now, instead of just doing things out in the open, actually, this is a good argument for literally uh, any free speech, all, all kinds of stuff. Her yes. argument is that um, it, what they're doing is not actually keeping people safer because what's happening is there is still a black market for people people being around other human beings and trying to have fun and trying to socialize with people. Latest reports indicate that uh, speakeasies are at a uh, record openings yeah. <laughs> as of late. <laughs> so it's, um, it, you know, you're you going to talk to Tony, you talk to Tony, <laughs> give him the handshake. Yeah. Um, it, you're going to have these black markets pop up in everything. Anytime the government tries to control something, people are going to do what they want to do. They're going to huh? get together and have parties. That's what they're going to, they have to see each other in some kind of way. So they're having these parties and she, I just said in some kind of way, oh yeah, I do do it. Um, <laughs> remember yeah, yesterday? Yeah, that's right. Woo. I got to pay attention to that. You just caught yourself. I did. Some I kind did. of way. Caught myself in the act. All right. So what they want to do is make sure that if you are going to get together, that they have a chance to control that, that that is what they really want. They want to make sure that if you are going to be around your friends and if you're going to be around other people, they're going to have a chance to control that. But even more on top of that, what you're really seeing here is now that the election is over, people are coming back and saying, well, eh, maybe maybe we could open up the economy and it wouldn't just be the worst thing yeah. in the world. Maybe we could allow people to do this and we'll just try to regulate them while they're out there. We'll make sure they're all wearing masks and we'll make sure everything's being kept clean and all that. But, but you know, we're just going to have to let them do what they want to do. Then we'll hear about how Joe Biden reopened the economy. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and how all these Democrat leaders reopened the economy after Trump forced them to shut it down. Good Lord. That's going to be, that's going to be uh, the news. That would be up. the proper thing to do. Hey, with you heard the, it here first, man. It would be the proper thing to do with some gaslighting. That is, that is. Magoo. <laughs> Magoo said fight clubs are also on the rise, but you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> we need to join a fight but, club. Yeah, no one's talking about it. I would um I wouldn't I wouldn't fare well, I don't think. I did have I did take those boxing classes. I will tell you what, that was the hardest thing I ever did. Personal, hardest. personal stories again, man. Oh, I I'm just sorry, can't you're believe right. you're throwing that in here. We're supposed to stick to straight libertarianism. All right, so don't veer off the path. My bad. Dumb bleep number two is Mayor Beetlejuice Lightfoot deciding that uh, maybe we should open up the economy. Weird. Isn't yeah. that weird? Okay. How many boxing sessions did you do? Though? Uh, I, I did a month's worth of boxing sessions twice a week, yeah. so however many that was. Um, pop someone in the mouth? I learned a few good techniques that mm-hmm. are, you know, just basically making sure you're putting your weight on the right side and that you're, you know, you've really, 
you're getting all your momentum what if you're in left the right handed? direction. So well, on the left, side, the left then. side, yeah, that's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, all was, right. it was tough. Take me to dumb bleep number three. Dumb bleep number three. Now this just, you know, I don't think this one's going to win, but it's, it's worth a dumb bleep, in my opinion. This is from... Well, I'll tell you who it's from here in a sec. Nate Gold Glove Thurston. <laughs> <laughs> um, what happened? This is a tweet. What happened in D.C. last night was horrible. This is obviously from last week, but it deserves to be subjugated to our dumb bleep criterion. I don't know what that means. What <laughs> happened in D.C. last night was horrible. These terrorists broke into the Capitol and were being violent towards these poor police officers. This was tweeted from BLM Emily ACAB. <laughs> That's what makes it great. Because <laughs> the tweet itself just sounds like a normal, normal tweet. But then you see the person. That's that. Now that's their name, but it's also their handle. The actual handle. BLM Emily ACAB. For those of you who don't know what ACAB stands for, it is all cops are um, bastards. Yeah. Uh, would be would be the actual thing. And she's very worried about the terrorists being violent towards these poor police officers. <laughs> I mean, can you can you make this stuff up? No. Could you actually come up with something? Um, I don't know. I don't I don't really know if there's any way that you could come up with some of the the crazy stuff we've even seen this week. I mean, it's like worthy of movies, in my opinion. Oh, Daisy caught the spelling error too. I didn't even see this, but it's actually violet. Oh, I see that. Instead of violent. Yeah. Terrorist, you're turning violet. <laughs> I hate it when people are violent towards people. Yeah. Um, all right, the next one. Violet is never the answer. <laughs> uh, that's dumb bleep number three. Poor police officers, also ACAB. <laughs> the next one down, Charles, comes from the VP elect. Mm-hmm. This is um, Kamala. This this to me was a bit of a. Uh, it doesn't really go in teaching with her words that she's been telling everyone. Um, you know, you just you read it for everyone and see if they can figure out why this is so dumb. Okay, Kamala says, "In eight days, we'll show every child in America, regardless of their color or gender, that there are no limits to who can lead and hold positions of power in our country." Unless I put you in jail. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a weird, it was an odd tweet to me, um, considering what I what I heard was that there are limits to who can lead and hold positions of power in our country. And that that's, you know, the system that we have to destroy. That there's no way you can get ahead. You can't make it into power unless you're an old white man. But now that somehow they are. But she's going to show people that there are no limits to who can lead in the whole positions in our country. Does that go into I didn't even get that. with her, with what she talks about? That's so great at all. Can those two things exist at the same time? Well, they can. If you're on the left, you're yeah. held down. You can't get ahead. Everything that's bad in your life is because of white supremacists. Also, I'm going to show you, there are no limits to who can get ahead in our country. <laughs> oh, capitalism is holding you down. The greedy, evil, rich people control everything. We have to destroy the system, but I'm going to show you yeah. that, uh, that you can actually get ahead. And she, yeah. 
like uh like what Aaron just said, she she forgot about what happened in two thousand eight. You right. know when we had a black president for eight years. Right. How about that? <laughs> How about that? It's just the gender part now. Yeah. That's important. Um, okay, well, uh now we can get to that was Dumbleat number four. Kamala Harris, VP, VP Harris. Um, you can't get ahead, but also you can. Dumbleat number three, BLM Emily is worried about the poor police officers, also um, ACAB at the same time. Uh, Mayor Beetlejuice Lightfoot, that's uh, Dumbleep number two, wants everything to reopen. And Dumbleep number one so far is Liberty Hangout. If you're not with Trump, you're a communist. And so now we'll get to Dumbleep number five. And now the final Dumbleep. And Charlie, well, maybe we'll tag team this article. The we're main event. Be, we're going to be in and out of this out of this article for sure especially so. if we tag team it <laughs> he went there folks yeah oh man more personal stories huh <laughs> Biden... <laughs> are you reading this or am i uh, uh i'll start okay so biden i'm sure you guys have seen this but i'm sure y'all have seen this guys and gals um girls and ladies and women y'all and men and a woman y'all Biden unveils $1.9 trillion economic and health care relief package. Oh, this is what we need, folks. This is just what we need. More bailouts, more <laughs> stimulus, more debt. Because now they've proven that we can just print the money and nothing bad happens. Why do we even have taxes anymore? I don't know. From the Washington Post, President-elect Joe Biden laid out a $1.9 trillion emergency relief. We're still emergency stages, folks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Emergency relief plan Thursday night that will serve as an early test of his ability to steer the nation out of a pandemic disaster and rapidly deteriorating economy and his promise to unite a divided Congress. Yeah, they're all about uni uniting. Right? Very big into the unity. Yeah. yeah. The wide-ranging package is designed to take aim at the twin crises Biden will confront upon taking office Wednesday with provisions delivering direct aid to American families, businesses, and communities and a major focus on coronavirus testing and vaccine production and delivery as the pandemic surges. Biden's proposal is divided into three major areas, $400 billion for provisions to fight the coronavirus with more vaccines and testing, while reopening schools, more than $1 trillion in direct relief to families, including uh, through stimulus payments and increased unemployment insurance benefits, and $440 billion for aid to communities and businesses. When they say communities, they mean states that are going bankrupt. That's what they <laughs> actually mean. Um, including, the, exactly, right, the, the, ne the next part says that, including $350 billion in emergency funding to state, local, and tribal governments, because all your governments are bankrupt. The proposal will aim to make good on Biden's plan for a universal vaccination program, devoting $20 billion to that goal, as well as $50 billion for a massive expansion of testing and $130 billion to help schools reopen. Uh, among the many goals laid out in the proposal, Biden hopes to deliver 100 million vaccine shots in 100 days and reopen a majority of K-12 public schools at that time frame. Really? They can't even get... 75% of healthcare workers to take the vaccine that's available right now, but you're going to deliver a hundred million shots in just one day. I'm sorry, 100 days. The legislation includes a number of priorities sought by top congressional Democrats, including some of the more liberal members from increasing. Oh God, this is, this is the part. This is where it gets done. This is where it gets good. The legislation includes a number of priorities sought by top congressional Democrats, including some of the most uh, liberal members 
From increasing the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour to adding billions in funding for child care. So this is what they're rolling up into this emergency relief plan, by the way, folks. This is emergency relief. We're at our last straw. And we're going to increase the federal minimum wage that to mean $15 gonna, an hour. Does that mean they're going to lower it back down after we're no longer in an emergency? That's normally how government's doing things during emergencies works, right? They, they take away those emergency relief items. It must be because it, it says emergency. That's yeah. what it says. And re- remember, we started this podcast with Moderna CEO saying that we would never be rid of the coronavirus. Yes, this is all pre-planned. I yeah. do organize the show. Uh-huh. All right. You're welcome. <laughs> Biden called for increasing federal unemployment benefits from 300 per week to 400 per week for millions of jobless Americans. The benefits would be extended through September, preventing millions of people from losing their jobless aid in March as would occur under current law. Biden's plan states that he will also seek to link the level of unemployment benefits to general economic factors so that benefits increase automatically when the unemployment rate spikes. Which it will do after they double the federal minimum wage. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. uh, Somehow, millions more people have lost their jobs. As expected, Biden's proposal would also increase from 600 to 2,000 dollars per person the stimulus payments approved by congress last month trump enthusiastically endorsed the 2000 stimulus payments as did congressional democratic leaders but many republicans opposed the idea biden's plan would also expand eligibility for the stimulus payments to families where one parent is an immigrant as well as to adult children claimed as dependents on their parents tax returns so still nothing to do with people who make over $75,000 a year including the year of the pandemic yeah. So um, do you want to talk about minimum wage yet or do you want to finish? I guess we only have three paragraphs left, two paragraphs left here. Yeah, we can so, finish the whole thing yeah, and then talk about yeah. all of it. A major expansion of tax credits is also included in the Biden's proposal for children and lower income workers. Biden's plan would expand a tax credit for children to thirty six hundred dollars a year per child under six. Good God. As well as three thousand dollars a year for children under 17. I really miss the boat on having kids. I'll tell you that. Who would have known that that was such a good income plan? It's a cash cow, man. It would also, as long as, I mean, yeah, 10 of them can make $36,000 a year off 10 kids. It would also extend eligibility for the credit to millions of very poor families and would dramatically boost the earned income tax credit, a benefit for workers, from $530 to $1,500. Biden's plan also contains new initiatives aimed at buoying the ailing U.S. economy, such as a combined 14 weeks of paid sick and family medical leave. 14 weeks. 14 weeks, folks. 14. (laughs) Can I get a percentage count on that, please? (laughs) Was that 28%? Yeah. Is it something like that? I don't know what that is. Something. Someone crunch the, give me a number crunch on that. Uh, Well, 12 weeks would be three months. So... Good God. It would it would provide grants to more than one million small businesses and approve about thirty-five billion towards making low interest loans available, particularly for clean energy investments. This is emergency relief, folks. Emergency. Emergency relief. And for what? Why? Why do we need it? Well, right here it tells you at the end, Nate. Biden's plan would put tens of billions of dollars into other needs facing the country from food and water assistance, food stamps, and funding for U.S. territories such as Puerto Rico. So we need all of this because we need emergency relief from the pandemic. 
Okay. Nate, this is is emergency relief package. (sighs) Okay, so, um, oh, man. This is tough, and people in the group are talking about, you know, just how this doesn't make us so angry. We're not blowing up. That's what I what I saw anyway. And and um, I when I read this last night, I was in a honestly I I was in a trance. I should not read anything political before trying to go to bed or trying to do anything. I was staring at the wall because then you dream about it. Yeah, I mean you just you, you know when you hit that breaking point and you're like just staring at the wall and you can't function. And yesterday we were talking about hope. Yeah, not giving up. <laughs> I still have hope. Listen, we knew this was coming anyway. I didn't quite expect them to go for the... I didn't expect them to go for the $15 an hour minimum wage tied to the COVID relief stimulus bill. Why not? At the same... And I don't know why. They said it, it to your face in I don't cursive. Know why. I don't know why. I Last sh- year in your face in cursive. <laughs> they said it right to you. Never let a good crisis go to waste. I know. They said it out loud. It is... Oh my God. So let's, let's break this down with a couple key points here. I think it's the minimum wage, and I think it's the 14 weeks of paid uh, sick leave. Also, the child tax credits. The insane. child tax credits are insane. We already have a point where the bottom 50% of the country, their effective tax rate at the end of the year is 2.2%, something like that, is what they end up paying. Now, listen, I want everyone's effective tax rate to be zero. That is that yeah. is what I want it to actually be. But listen, I come from a town where people will literally sell their kids earned income tax credit. Like that's a, that's a thing that people do Mm -hmm. to make sure that they maximize it. They'll make sure that kids get listed under different people that whatever the limits are to make sure that as much money is getting brought in as as possible. Okay. That that's an actual thing that happens in even really, really small towns where we just got the internet a couple of years ago. You're also further incentivizing uh, single household families. I know because the, the, you know, the less uh, people you have making an income in a certain family and the more kids you have, well, the more money you make. It To me, the most egregious part here, you got to start from the beginning. We have this pandemic. The economy gets shut down. Tons of businesses get closed down. A lot of people go out of business. Tons of businesses going out of business. permanently. Hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, are are their lives are completely changed from this. And businesses are barely getting by. And in the relief bill, they raise the minimum wage up to $15 an hour. And on top of that, increase the unemployment insurance weekly at the same time. They know what's going to happen from this. They know it's going to push people out of work. They know tons of businesses are going to go out of business and a lot of people are going to lose their jobs from this. They know it. They absolutely know it. Not only can businesses barely afford to survive right now in the current economy, but when you talk about raising the minimum wage up to $15 an hour, I got to tell you, a lot of businesses can't afford that. A lot of businesses can't. We've done the math. The the biggest businesses in the world would have a hard time doing that without drastically reducing the amount of employees they have or drastically raising their prices. Or a combination. Or a combination. Or replacing all of their cashiers with computers. Things like this. or the Self-checkouts. People, people who stock their shelves with robots. All, all of these kinds of things. And then what do you need eventually? You need a UBI after that because mm-hmm. technology is taking everyone's jobs. That's not... Okay, now I'm getting mad. Hold on. <laughs> Everyone calm down a second. 
It is by far the most egregious it's thing. It's almost like you could see the writing on the wall. That's why you were staring at the wall. You could see looking, the writing. I was looking at the writing on it. Yes. And it said we're... That's what it said. That's what the writing on the wall said. No, this was is... Was it written in code or spelled out? Oh, it just said it. It was written in blood, I'm pretty sure. That, that was it. Um, clear as mud. And clear as mud right there. It said we are effed. All right. This is not... If you're even a proponent of raising the minimum wage... Let's say we agree with it 100% wholeheartedly. We thought it was a great idea, which it isn't. This would still not be the time to do that. It is the worst time to do that for all the people who have businesses. You know who can survive this? The massive businesses that have been able to be open all year and keep going. Amazon's going to be fine. They already raised their minimum wage to $15 an right, hour. Right. Walmart will be fine because they've got a stockpile of cash and they can, they're big enough. They have enough stores. They can adjust. They can adjust their prices up a little bit to make sure that they can afford to do this. All these people who lie to you, telling you that they care about the mom and pop shops and the small businesses and they hate the big corporations and, and they, they hate all of those people who have so much business and so many... They're lying to you because these, these policies are killers of small businesses. You know, I've been talking about my dad having a grocery store for a long time. He finally got rid of it uh, because uh, Illinois has been raising their minimum wage. And I can't afford to pay people $15 an hour there. Not only that, you but you're, can't do it. you're also, you're not taking into consideration the, uh, we aren't taking into consideration the wage devaluation. Of other people who are making more than $15 an hour right now. If you're making 15 bucks an hour, you you better believe you expect your pay to go up to like 18, 19, 20 bucks an hour. You think states who already have $15 an hour minimum wage, you think they're going to be okay remaining at $15 an hour? No. Now they want 20 because they were already getting paid more because they were in New York and California and the living expenses are higher there. And $15 an hour, well, that's what someone in the middle of Arkansas is making working at a gas station. We live in L.A. I can't just be making $15 an hour. I need to make $22 an hour. That's what it actually needs to be. This insane idea that everyone around the country needs to be making the same minimum wage, even if you went down that road, that doesn't even make any sense. You can get, if you wanted to, you could get a, you could get a trailer and you could live on some land and you could pay 250 bucks a month for the trailer, which a lot of people do. I've lived in the trailer for a long time. You should see them these days. They're nice. Yeah. They're nice. I've seen some. I mean, seriously. Seen some nice ones. You could pay two, three hundred bucks a month for a mobile home of some kind. And guess what? You don't exactly have to be making $15 an hour to get by and pay all. Not everyone has the same bills. Not every state and every county and every city has the same living expenses. Everyone deserves a home, Nate. I'm not talking about their homes. I'm just saying that you can't say 15 applies to every worker in the country. But the average rent in downtown Nashville, Nate, is $1,600 a month. I know, I know. How can I afford that with three kids on my own? That is a common, terrible argument comparing (laughs) the average cost of something and saying that if you make the lowest wage, you wouldn't be able to afford it. If you're going to talk about someone making the lowest wage, then talk about what the lowest price thing would cost. No, Nate. You got to talk about the averages and the lowest. Yeah. Well, if we're going to talk about the average cost of living, then let's talk about the average wage of everyone. Yeah. That would be the way that you would have to make that comparison. But you can see this happening. I mean, they're doing this on purpose um, because they know... Uh, and as somebody in the, in the group said, I can't remember who they said, but essentially what they're doing is they're just continuing their vote 
their voting base. You're going to push all these people into unemployment. Then they're going to get the benefits and they're going to be dependent on making sure their lives can go around uh, based on the, what the government's giving them. And then they'll never vote for anyone else, but who's going to keep those benefits going. Yeah. And turns out we're all selfish. Imagine that. <laughs> it's a, well, I guess we can go on to, to the other stuff too, but we've done a lot of episodes on minimum wage. I'll, uh, you know, over the weekend, I'll, uh, I'll repost something. Um, about that but um let's get the let's go ahead and get the voting going for dumb bleep of the week because we do have a hard stop at one and joe biden's economic relief package is number five number four uh was kamala harris saying uh that people can get ahead <laughs> no matter what your color or gender is um, number three was BLM, Emily, ACAB, talking about poor police officers. Number two was Mayor Beetlejuice. Number one was Liberty Hangout. If you're not with Trump, you're a communist. And while you guys are getting those votes in, I'm going to tell you guys about mastermystonks.com. Use the promo code SAVE20 if you want to start trading in the stonk market. Just had a couple new signups the other day. The class is growing like crazy. A lot of people taking advantage of this money that the government is creating out of thin air and just handing to you, take it and turn it into more money. Go learn something. That's how you combat inflation. That's go, coming. <laughs> go learn something so you can so you can grow the money and you don't care what's going on with all of this stuff. Because at the end of the day, I'm not going to be affected by this unless Bernie Sanders stock market tax goes into effect. If that happens, then we'll be done trading. Everyone needs to realize that. The stock market tax goes into effect. There will be no more day trading. It'll, it'll be done at that point. Be too expensive. It will be. It'll be gone. Um, but but anyway, go to mastermystonks.com. Get all of that knowledge built up in, inside your brain hole, and and use the promo code save twenty for twenty percent off your first two months. Who won? Uh, well, Joe said if you don't vote for number five, then you're a communist. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, well I guess no, you, number uh, five the, by far. And I think the dumbest part about Joe Biden's plan in my estimation is the fact that they're calling it emergency relief and then they're sticking in all of the democratic, uh, you know, campaign points. I mean, uh, economy, life changing, economy changing, long-term plans that are not emergency in this current situation at all. <laughs> Aaron said he saw the spike at 1259 central all for Biden. <laughs> so how it all came through. Daisy said someone actually told her at least when Biden lies, he'll be nice about it. Yeah. That's yeah. what I love. I want people to lie to me, my face nicely. <sighs> Don't lie to me with your anger. Lie to me nicely. Anyway, Dumb Bleep number five wins, of course. We expected that. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just absurd. And and as we predicted, <laughs> this is what's going to happen. We'll talk more about it next week. We did run up against our hard stop here, so yeah. so we got to get going. But the, the minimum wage raise is the is the worst part of this, in my opinion. Sign up for Patreon, folks, if you want to be part of the live group, patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. You can get a 15% discount for signing up for the whole year. We're still getting more signups, so appreciate all you guys signing up. Hit that subscribe button. Share the show with a friend, with an enemy. Share it with uh, Hunter Biden. He might need to hear about liberty, I think. Sure. From what I heard. So if you guys do all of that, then we'll be back again on Monday. Hope you have a good day and a good morning liberty.